Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 193 and session number 56 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. You submit them by voicemail, I listen to them, and then I do my best to answer them as if we were sitting in the local coffee shop. And I say that quite often because that is how I'm imagining we are right now. We're in this local coffee shop, we're sitting there just talking, business, Amazon, e-commerce, whatever about business, and we're just having a great conversation. So that's what I want you to envision as well, right? So if you are at your home right now and you can go make a cup of coffee, pause this, go get some coffee, or maybe you know swing into Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or your favorite coffee shop. Grab that, coffee, that cup of coffee if you drink coffee, that is. All right, so I just wanna say I get really excited about doing these because I love being able to interact and listen to these types of questions. In about, uh, well, let's see, about a week and a half, no, about two weeks from now, the time that this is airing, uh, I, I will be doing this live. I will be doing this with about 30 people, actually a little bit more than 30 because I've got people that are coming in that are helping me with the event as well, so probably closer to 40, and we're doing our very first TAS live event. It's called TAS Breakthrough Live, and it is going to be amazing. I'm really, really excited to do this, and uh, I can't wait. So any of you that are listening that are going to be at that event, I can't wait. This is going to be amazing. And if you guys are not attending and wanted to, or maybe it was already sold out or whatever, and you wanted to learn more about it, and you can always sign up for the, the registration page for a future one, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live, and you can get all the details there. Uh, but yeah, we're going to try to do a few more of these um, in the future, and we're just going to see how this first one goes. I think it's going to go very well, but hey, you never know, right? It's something brand new that I've never done before, but I really wanted to create this atmosphere of us sitting around a table in a sense. This will be in more of like a bigger room, of course. Uh, and then we'll just be able to talk about business. We're going to have 10 hot seat sessions where we have 10 different people come up with you know specific issues within their business that they're struggling with. And then we're going to all kind of bring our brains together in like a mastermind form. And we're going to just really talk about each other's businesses. It's just going to be amazing. I can't wait. And this is why I love Fridays. This is why I love the Ask Scott session because it's very similar to that. All right. So, all right. You guys can tell I'm excited. All right. Uh, all right. So if you guys want to ask a question though and have it aired on the show, I should have said that at the beginning, just head over to the amazingseller.com forward slash ask, and then just leave your first name and a question and I'll do my best to answer it. All right. And that's what we're going to do today. Now, before I do jump into that again, I want to say uh, thank you to everyone that's been following me on Periscope, periscope.tv, which is the, the, the actual website address, but it's actually an app. And what really makes it cool is I can just randomly go ahead and hit live and I can broadcast live. And then all of a sudden we're connected. So at any given time, I could have 350 or 500 people on at once and we can just be talking, right? We can all be having this conversation or other people can just be sharing their questions or thoughts. And it's just a great way for me to connect. So if you guys are not connecting on Periscope with me, I would urge you to do that if you want to get more of this, all right? And uh, you can see all of the past scopes that I've done. That's what we call them, scopes. Um, you can find them at theamazingseller.com forward slash scope, and you'll find all of them. And I'll also leave these on the show notes if you guys want to uh, to get these links on the show notes. That'll be this episode, which is 193, and you can go and get all the all of the uh, transcripts to this as well, and you can get uh, you know all of those links. But uh, all right, guys, I'm going to stop rambling now, and that's usually what I do on the Periscopes too. It's just kind of like a way for me to 
give you what's going on in my mind at that time. And uh, yes, a lot of times it's about business, but sometimes it's just about, you know, keeping your mind right. So this way here we can continue to bust through any roadblocks. I mean, let's face it, you know, business, life, whatever, we're going to have roadblocks. You guys all know that. And I mean, I've talked about this and you guys know it. I mean, we're living it, right? You're always going to have roadblocks. And I kind of go back to that, you know, that 97% and then that 3%. What that means is there's 97% of the people that they will work for the 3% because the 3% are the ones that will actually bust through those roadblocks. The 97%, they'll hit a roadblock and then they'll retract and then they'll just go work for someone because it's easier, right? And there's nothing wrong with working for someone. Entrepreneurship isn't for everyone, right? It's not. I mean, it's hard, you know, it takes a different mindset. And uh, I will say though that, you know, there's a ton of rewards with it because it does give you the flexibility and the freedom. All right. So again, here's what happens on Periscope. I kind of go on a little bit of a rant there and uh, I apologize to anyone that doesn't like the rants, but a lot of you say, Scott ran on, ran on. Well, um, I'm going to cut this rant short, but I will continue this over on Periscope. I'm sure. So let's just go ahead and listen to the first question and I'll give you my answer. Hi Scotty, this is Jared from Australia. First of all mate, I'd like to thank you very much for all your guidance, the material you give us, your podcast, all the information, everything you do. It's been really great. You've helped me start from nothing and now I'm doing about 20 units a day. So without you, it never would have happened. So thanks very much. Uh, Buddy, my first, well my question is, I started with very limited funds, only a few hundred dollars. Uh, I managed to source or locate a product, source a good supplier, and get it into Amazon for about $2.60 per item. Um, they're selling really well. I sell about 20 a day. Quite a good profit margin on them. The problem is, I know they're not very good quality. Um, they're a bit below par. I am trying to build a brand now because of the success of the sales. However, yeah, I'm getting about 8% return rate. Um, I'd like to move on to bigger and better things, but it is really hard to let go of this other product, which is selling really well. Um, so my question is, should I get rid of it? Will these returns influence or affect my selling account? Will Amazon not like it because of the return rate? And will it be detrimental in the, in the future? Should I just get rid of it or can I hold on to it because it is selling? Um, any advice would be greatly appreciated, buddy. I love your work. I love you. I love Amazon. Woohoo. Hey, Jared from Australia. Thank you so much for the question and the upbeat energy. Man, don't we feed off of people's energy? I mean, right away, I'm pumped up just talking to you. And I like it that you said Scotty in the beginning. And it's funny because I call my son Scotty. Like, that's kind of my thing, right? That's how we identify me and him. My name is Scott. His is Scott. So we call him Scotty. Well, growing up, everyone called me Scotty. So it's funny that, you know, when you hear someone say, hey, Scotty, uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of funny because it brings back old childhood memories. But right now, if someone said Scotty, I'd be looking for my son. Uh, so anyway, uh, thank you so much for the question and also the upbeat energy. And I think it's amazing, right? I think it's amazing that you started really not knowing anything about this business, listening to the podcast, deciding to go for it, give it a shot, started with not that much money, and, uh, and then being able to have a product that's selling 20 units today. That's awesome. Let's applaud that. Okay. We just applauded everyone. Let's applaud for Jared. Okay, good. All right. Awesome. Right. So Jared, you just got thousands of claps. All right. That was huge. All right. So awesome job. Now there are a couple of things that I want to discuss about this because you've got some momentum. 
you've you've proven that a certain product sells, right? So that's like, that's to me, that's gold, right? We just stumbled on the gold. Now, what do we do with that? That's the next question because there is a couple of things that concern me. Number one, like you said, it's not really the highest of quality, okay? That's a problem, okay? But that can be fixable. You know, we can fix that, okay? But Having high re, uh, a refund rate can hurt you and can get you suspended. Um, I know that for sure because it's happened to me recently. All right. Recently, I had a, and luckily I had a bundle and inside of that bundle, one of the variations was getting, uh, not a bundle. Actually, the bundle was the bundle. Yeah. The bundle was the one that was getting, um, the, the, uh, refunds. The other variations, which were single units were not. Okay. But if this was just my own listing, one product on one listing and that got suspended, that listing would have went down. Now, what I did, and you guys heard me talk about this a little bit, is what I did is I instantly switched it to Merchant Fulfilled. That way, the inventory that was in there wasn't technically being sold, and that's what they were more concerned with. But because I had a higher refund rate because my manufacturer missed a, a, a key component inside of there, which I should have had this inspected, China side, which I'm looking into now, but... Uh, from what you're saying though, is it's the quality of the product. So maybe you have something that it's something's breaking very easily, or maybe something isn't, you know, maybe it's Velcro and it's not really holding that well, right? So I would look at the problem and I would try to fix that problem. I would try to fix that problem because you could still sell that product and probably even better if you make that problem go away, right? So I would hone in on that problem. And then I would also look for other products that could surround that, that I could spin off of the success of that one product. You know, I'm kind of jealous. You've got a really good opportunity here, Jared, and I think that you should take advantage of it. Now, maybe there's something there that you can't improve. I don't know. I don't know the product, um, but I would really, really try to focus on making that product better, making it, making that, that refund or the reason why it's getting refunded, I would make that go away or at least reduce that. Okay, because if you do that, you're going to be able to continue to sell that. Like it's it's like you have this revenue coming in, and all of a sudden you're you're thinking you might have to turn it off because you don't have the product, you know, up to par. You don't have you know you don't have that problem that people are are complaining about. You don't have that fixed, right? So I would really really focus on fixing that problem. Okay, and if you can do that, I think you will do very, very well. And especially at 20 units a day, man, congrats on that. That is spectacular. So really excited for you. Thanks for the upbeat energy. Good luck. Keep me posted. Send me an email. Send me an email. Let me know um, you know, how, how you're going to, uh, I guess, overcome this and what your thoughts are from this answer. I would love to hear um, what you plan to do and then maybe even an update on what you've done. And maybe we can even get you on the podcast and we can talk about it. That would be cool. All right, so... Let's uh, let, let's definitely catch up in the future. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to another question, and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. My name is Rebecca, and my husband and I went into um, FBA January 10th, almost two months now. I want to say thank you so much for all that you do and all the uh, free information that you give us to get started. Uh, my question is, we have a product that we started selling, like you said, January 10th. We're already now um, getting ready for our second shipment. We are almost, well, we don't want to run out, so we're, we're putting for our second shipment. We have created a logo. We've done pictures, uh, hired a professional. 
hired a professional that you suggested to update our listing, and we find ourselves just breaking even. Um, some days we get like 12 cells, and then some days we may get like three or four. We haven't hit the zero like we were at the first month, but you know it's a little discouraging just to see that we're not um, hitting where we want to be. That our competitors are pretty much getting the uh, majority of bulk. Their images don't look any better. Their um, listing doesn't look any better, in my opinion. Um, but Obviously, they're, they're making really great sales just based on their reviews and um, their seller feedback. What are some suggestions that we should do? Like, um, we're kind of stumped at what we should do. Just keep going. Hey, Rebecca, thank you so much for the question and congratulations to you and your husband for being a team and doing this together. My wife and I can uh, can definitely relate to that. We've always done things as a team uh, and uh, it's, it's great when you do... Uh, you know, come together and kind of go at this thing as a team. It just it does make it a little bit easier because you got someone else to lean on. Now, anyone that's listening to that and they're thinking, I could never work with my wife or my husband. I get it, right? There's sometimes that you just can't make that work. And uh, I'm fortunate I can make it work. And it sounds like, Rebecca, you can as well. So, you know, this doesn't work for everyone, all right? But I just wanted to say congratulations. And I think then you've already gone through everything kind of that we've talked about in the past. And not everything is going to be a success. So let's just... Let's just throw that out there, right, guys? You may have a product you do all this work to, and you get it to 10 units a day, and that's going to be your max without really just going all in and trying to get this thing and putting all that energy into that to get it to more than 10 units a day. Now, you say you're you're selling 10 units a day on average, and again, I want to kind of highlight that. A lot of people look at it and go, okay, I only had five sales on Monday, but I had 15 on Tuesday, and then I had 13 the next day, and then I had six on the next day. You got to figure that average for the seven-day week, okay? You have to because every single day is going to change, and you're going to start to see patterns over time on the certain days for your particular product your category of when they're up and when they're down, or maybe it's a holiday or something like that. But you have to look at those averages. So if you're saying right now you're selling 10 units a day consistently on the average, but you're breaking even, then I would say, well, okay, what are we doing there then as far as our margins? Are our margins too light? Do we need to increase our margins? Are we spending too much money on pay-per-click because all of the sales are coming from pay-per-click? If that's the case, then we got to hone that. We got to fix that. Um, I guess my first question also would be, like you said, your competitors are all selling really well. First thing I would say is, how many competitors do we have? I mean, big players. Are we talking three? Are we tell, are, are we saying that we looked at the depth of the market and there's still people uh, eighth, ninth on page one that are still doing a lot of sales? Where are you ranking in, in that mix? And if you are ranking on that same page as these other people, what is the difference on the surface level? That's the one thing we can definitely look at, right? And you're saying your images all look this, you know, similar. Your copy is is similar. You know, your your listing quality, your bullets, all that stuff is similar. So that must mean then something on the back end is probably different. So your keywords. Um, so if you are not optimizing your keywords in the back end, you want to do that. Um, so you definitely want to make sure that you're taking advantage of that so you can rank. And then and then from there, the other thing you want to look at is your pay per click. You want to see are you are you maximizing your pay per click? Are you spending too much on your pay-per-click on these keywords that aren't converting. So maybe you've been running long enough. It says you said January 10th. So what's that? Uh, January, February, March were only, okay. So you're talking almost four months, right? So four months of running, you should have some good pay-per-click data. So I would want to take all of the keywords that have, have produced results, especially the ones that have 
that have had sales and I'd want to look at those and pull them out and put them in my own separate campaign and probably a phrase match. And then I would want to take a lot of, a lot of my budget and apply to that because they're proven keywords, right? So that's what I would want to do there. The other thing that I would want to do if you haven't done so already is I'd want to take those top three competitors that are doing so well. And then I would want to take their listings and do a little bit of a reverse scrape on those. And what that means is you go to a tool like Keyword Inspector, and that tool there, you can take the ASIN, drop it in there, and then it'll do a reverse scrape on that listing, okay? And then from there, you can go ahead and start to see some of those keywords. Now, this isn't perfect, right? This isn't perfect, but at least it can give you your, you know, a good idea of what keywords are showing up um, for your competitors that you might not be showing up for. Okay, so that would be one thing. Now, the one thing I am starting to realize a little bit more as I'm kind of even myself learning this whole system, right? I mean, it's all you're always learning more every single day and things are changing and they're always going to be changing. So you have to adapt. But the one thing I'm noticing with pay-per-click especially is, you know, you're going to have a solid handful you know, maybe a two handful, you know, you can take two hands and hold them up and you can have probably, those are going to be your, your main driver for keywords that you're going to want to rank for. So those are the ones that you're going to want to convert for. And those are the ones that you're going to want to get the most sales through. So those are the ones you're going to want to put into your, your primary, you know, campaigns. So this way here, you can drive more traffic by increasing your budgets on those and really making sure that your ACOS, um, average cost of sale, you're going to want to make sure that that stays where it's, at least, you know, a break even, because if it's a break even, then we know that we're getting sales through there. Then we're going to start getting organic sales because we're going to rank for those keywords. Okay. And that's really it in a nutshell. Okay. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, Scott, I've done pretty much everything that you've said to this point, but I'm still not able to get on page one. Well, then what we got to do is we got to think about this. We got to say, okay, if I get on page one, am I going to be able to double my sales? And if I am, then what do I have to do to get there? Well, you have to get more sales. How do you get more sales? Well, you can either run a promotion. Okay. Or you take that keyword that you want to rank for and you just pump money at that keyword right? And then that way there, you can start ranking for that keyword because you're just pushing sales through that keyword. You're going to lose some money in the beginning for sure. But if you can get to page one, now, once you get to page one, if your sales are not increasing, now we have a, a conversion problem or maybe we have a product problem, right? So those are the different things without seeing the product, without seeing where you're ranking, without seeing the depth of the market, the demand, all of that stuff. Um, it's really hard to pinpoint, but that's just my first initial thought process. And you guys can see how kind of crazy I just went there, like on all these different aspects, because there is a lot of different aspects that go into it, but I can usually take something and then reverse it back and see that there might be a problem in this area. That's where we want to focus right now. Now there's not just one simple solution. And that's one thing you guys need to understand is that you're always going to be like reverse engineering, right? You're going to be able, you're going to be looking at something and then knowing how the system works and then saying to yourself, how are they ranking better, right? What are they doing differently? They're getting more sales. How are they getting more sales, right? Well, because they're on page one and I'm not on page one. So what's your main goal here? Get on page one. How do you get on page one? You get sales through that keyword, bottom line, all right? Now, some people think, well, if I get more reviews, I'll get more sales and rank. That's true. But getting more reviews doesn't help you rank by itself. What it does is it helps you convert that 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 viewer, okay, that person that's on your listing to a sale, all right? So anyone that's thinking, well, if I get another 50 reviews, I'm going to automatically rank on page one. That's not true. That just helps you convert to a sale, all right, because it's social proof, right? So what we need to understand is to get to page one, we need to get 
sales, okay? And it, those sales need to be through that keyword. And, the, and the, the easiest way that I can tell you to do that and the most legit way to do it is to run pay-per-click for that keyword and, and gain it that way, all right? So I know this was kind of like a long-winded answer, but I get kind of uh, fired up about this because there is a lot of different things we can do. But if you go through all of that stuff and you're like, I'm just not sure what to do to this point, you may need to now just back off a little bit. Sometimes you can let that go a little bit, you know, keep the pay-per-click running, keep your things going, keep your 10 a day, and then all of a sudden it can just take off. You know, there's been a lot of situations where people have done that and then all of a sudden it just takes off for whatever reason and that happens, right? Could be the, you know, the change in the market. Maybe your competitor ran out of inventory for a week and now you you jump in, you jump in that on that spot. There's all different things that could happen there. Um, but at that point, you might just want to back off on the pedal and start thinking about product number two, right? Because you're not done. You've got a product that's doing 10 units a day, right? So you're not done. That's a success in my book. So now you would then pivot and go to product number two and, uh, and test it that way and test another product. Um, so anyway, I know it's a long-winded answer, Rebecca. Um, I think you're on the right track and you've done, like you said, you've done all of the work up front. So now it's really the tweaking. And that's really, um, you know, to me, that is kind of the fun part too, because once you start getting sales and you can start to tweak, um, and at, at your, at your point, you know, at the point that you're at right now, you are at that level where you're starting to tweak and then you're starting to see if it makes a difference or not. So, um, the other thing I guess I would have looked at too is seasonality, but you're saying that your competitor is already, um, or still selling. So again, I would kind of rule that out as well. Maybe look at camel, camel, camel.com, uh, maybe look at Google trends, all of those things that I talked about in the past, which I'm sure you're already familiar with. All right, guys, one more question. Let's go ahead and listen to the next question, and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott. This is James from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I am just getting to kind of the end of my retail arbitrage career and um, excited to start private labeling uh, my own products. I'm wondering, though, if you have any recommendations for bookkeeping apps. I tried FreshBooks at the recommendation of Pat Flynn, who I know we all uh, know and love and appreciate. Um, but FreshBooks is really more for people who do client work, you know, for invoicing and that sort of thing. I'm wondering if you have any any tips or, or whatever for uh, for a bookkeeping app for an Amazon seller. Uh, I really appreciate everything that you do, and I look forward to hearing your answer. Have a good day. Hey, James, thank you so much for the question, and it's a good question, and there's a lot of different, I guess, uh, bookkeeping apps out there, FreshBooks being one of them, uh, the other one is QuickBooks, uh, I've looked at both of them, I've actually used QuickBooks in my other businesses, it's a good program, um, but it doesn't necessarily integrate with Amazon, and I think that's what you're saying, you want something that will take your inventory and bring that in and and do all of that stuff, um, I gotta be honest honest with anyone listening right now, I'm not that sophisticated. Um, I got to be honest. Uh, and maybe I should be, but uh, I, I'm just not. Um, so what I do right currently right now is I use an, a, uh, an app called waveapps.com. And uh, it's a free bookkeeping app. It's cloud-based. It works uh, just as FreshBooks would or QuickBooks would. Um, it's super simple to use. You can connect it to any type of um, banking account if you want to, PayPal, um, any of that stuff. Um, you can uh, you can then take a picture of a receipt. It'll it'll transcribe it. It'll also keep that picture in a file storage system. Um, all of that stuff. But it's not going to integrate directly with Amazon. You would have 
have to um, have someone or do it yourself as, you know, as far as taking those numbers. I would say anyone that's just starting, I don't necessarily think that you have to go with an Amazon-based accounting software. I think you just need a software that can do the accounting um, like you would for any business, right? Um, there is one, though, that I've heard about. I haven't used it. Um, I've heard a few people that have, and I think it's, again, too, when you get to that certain level, that might make sense, but it's called Xero, X-E-R-O.com, and uh, I'm not an affiliate for it, uh, but I, I've never used it. I know a few people that have, um, but I, I do know that, you know, once you get to a certain level, this may be an option for you, and, uh, you know, there's different plans, different pricing, um, and it probably, I'm, I'm guessing it probably goes off of how many units um, that you're, uh, you know, that, that you're, you're selling and it's importing and, uh, all of that stuff. It does probably more than you need if you're j- when you're first just starting. Um, but it is, is an option. So I would look into that. It's zero called, it's called zero X E R O. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it looks like a great piece of software, but there is a lot that goes into it that, um, again, it, it can connect with, I think, uh, other programs like QuickBooks and you can do Excel sheets and all that stuff. Uh, but, Again, it can also be used for if you had employees and stuff like that. But waveapps.com, that's the one I'm currently using, and I use that in three different businesses, and it works really, really well. I've even turned my daughter onto it, who she has a small business, and she's using it. She loves it. Um, My CPA loves it when I send him the reports. So um, yeah, me personally, when you're first starting, don't overcomplicate things, but anyone that is is at that level where you have, you know a few SKUs and you know you're you're bringing in some some income and you want to be able to really integrate all of that stuff into one place then I would check out zero that's the one that I would look into if you guys are listening to this session of ask Scott and you guys have a solution that you guys are trying that you guys want to share just head over to the blog post of this and share it in the comments I would love to know uh, again I don't have anything firsthand that I've used because I don't use one so uh, I wouldn't be able to, to give you my my 100% honest um, answer to that because I don't have one that I can give you. But I can say that a few people that I know have used Zero and they're happy with it. So, so that's what I got for you on that. Again, don't overcomplicate things, guys. If you're if you're just listening right now, you don't necessarily need that. But I would say at the very least is to use something like QuickBooks or Wave Apps and uh, and at least keep your bookkeeping straight because it's going to make your life a lot easier when you go to get your taxes done. All right, so guys, that is going to wrap up this session of Ask Scott. I want to thank you again for hanging out with us and uh, just being so awesome and hanging out on Periscope and you know Facebook and all the different places that we're hanging out. I want to thank you and I really do appreciate each and every one of you. If you guys have a question you want me to answer on an upcoming show, just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can record your voicemail there. And I can't say how quickly I'll get to it because I have a bunch of them in the queue, but definitely submit it and I'll try to get to it as soon as I can. And then the other thing that I would like to remind you guys about is if you are brand new and you want to get started in this business, maybe you're just kind of you know, feeling this thing out and seeing if it's for you, if it's a right fit, I've created a free course for you that you can go through. It's a 10-day course, and you can find that at free 
privatelabelcourse.com. Again, that's free, privatelabelcourse.com. Totally free. Just uh, enter your name and email address and you'll be sent the first lesson uh, immediately. And then you can start going through that and I'll lay everything out as far as the business model and then you can see if it's for you or not. It'll give you everything that you need to know about starting an Amazon business. All right, so guys, that's it. That's gonna wrap it up. Once again, I wanna thank you guys. I also wanna remind you guys that I'm always here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, you guys know the drill. Say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.